Asshole Cord is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously. So, just don't. The speed at which things or people can go viral online is absolutely astonishing these days. It seems like every day we're introduced to a new character or jingle in our lives, all thanks to the internet and the sheer volume of content we can access. There are some things that truly do bring some good to society from this. Remember that guy who was riding a skateboard listening to Fleetwood Mac sipping on some Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice a couple years ago? That dude was borderline homeless before he got his 15 minutes of fame. And how about that Baby Shark song? How cute and catchy was that? Never mind, that jingle made me so mad I wanted to rip the nipples off the person that came up with that one. But for as many good stories and characters that come out of social media personalities, there are as many or more controversial, manipulative pieces of shit ready to prey on young, easily influenceable people. The subject of today's show is the definition of controversial, viral exposure, and the kind of dude you most likely won't want your kids listening to, Andrew Tate. Who the fuck is Andrew Tate, you may ask? I sure had to ask. The guy has an interesting story that could have gone a hundred different ways based off his upbringing, skill set, and intelligence. While what he got rich doing isn't rocket science, the manner in which he's been able to spread his brand and controversial views online in such a short amount of time is fucking insane. Not too many can say that they were Google more than Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump this past summer. But is Andrew Tate here to stay? Can you really learn to master cryptocurrency at his pyramid scheme smelling endeavor Hustler University? And will it take Karens from around the world to unite once and forever to destroy and cancel the great Andrew Cobra Tate? We'll get into this and more in this episode of Asshole Court. All right, so got to give a shout out to my son for this show suggestion. He came to me and was like, hey, you need to do a show on Andrew Tate. And I said, fucking whatever. I've never heard of this dude. I'm not doing it. This tells me again, you need to do Andrew Tate. So I Googled him. And after about 15 minutes of watching this podcast this guy was on, I was like, I do believe we have a show here, yeah, boys. So true. Absolutely. The text yep. out. And I was like, I've heard this guy's name and I've never seen anything good associated with it. So let's run it. Absolutely. All right. So let's get some pre-show scores, boys, for Andrew Tate. All right, Mikey, fire us off. Okay. I don't know much about Andrew Tate other than, like I said, there's just a general sense of negative connotations every time I see his name online. So I don't have a lot to add there. He seems, from what I'm saying right now, because I also, I chose intentionally on the show not to do research because I want to be told the story, honestly. So... 
I guess in my mind or whatever, like I, I don't want to rate him too highly. And, but and don't feel bad because I don't think a lot of people listening to the show. Yeah. They may not know who Andrew Tate is either. Yeah. You know? He's bigger or, with younger people, younger obviously. People. Yeah. And so I, when we're you're not looking young. at people our age. Yeah. yeah. Like it's I didn't even start to hear about him until he fell into my news feed, like right as he got canceled. So I saw like maybe one video of his. Okay. And then like he just yeah. kind of disappeared. I don't know. I, I let's see. We're fucking geezers. Uh, so it's crazy how these dudes pop up out of nowhere. Now, I guess the initial thought is that he's along the lines of like a Jordan Peterson, one of these like sort of fucking male self help things, like make your fucking bed and do shit like that, which is like you know taking disaffected young men and and trying to like I don't know make them uh, an, an an evil army of the night. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, so, anyways, look, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna start him off. Uh, with a five point five, right. dead dead middle. I don't know much. I have uh, a, a, the the scent of douche is there. That's all I've got. All right, five point five for Mikey, buddy. What do you got? All right, so for me, I didn't really know of Andrew Tate. I still don't know of him. I didn't do a lot of research on the front end because you know I watched maybe like two or three videos and I was like, wow, this guy is I'm just lit. Yep. All right, yeah, I can see where he's causing a lot of controversy. And uh, just some of the stuff he says, it's like, good God, like, what did we do? Like, zip back to the 1950s or something like it was like, uh, at least, you know, like Sean Connery was like, you know, women every once in a while deserve a slap, just a little slap every once in a <laughs> while, a you slap. know, just but, you know, he, he, he was at least saying it in the sense of like, just, you know, like as a last kind of resort, mm-hmm. you know, but he was kind of green lighting a little bit. But this guy is just like. I mean, he's wild. And just like the 15 minutes that I listened to him, I was like, God, this guy is insane. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, if this was douchebag court, I would have him at like a 10.5 right off the rip. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this is asshole court and I have to go with what it was pre-show before I did any of the research on him. So, I mean, like I knew or I had heard rumors of him before we had even talked about doing the show. So I can score him a little bit higher than the middle of the road. But, you know, right off the rip, I'm going to give him a six. You know, he kind of reminds me of Billy McFarland off of the rip. Just kind of like really douchey. Um, so or maybe even an Adam Newman style. So right off the rip, I'm going to go. I'm going to split the difference between the two of them. And I'm going to put him at pretty much like a 6.25 All right. off the rip. Okay. okay. And uh, let's see where uh, this douchebag lands by the end of court. Cool. Okay. Randy, why don't you go ahead and wrap it up? All right. So I was kind of looking at the list of folks that we've covered on the show. And I think a good comparison to this guy is Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. I was kind of looking at that That's as well. One. That total Instagram life. So if you go yeah. on Andrew Tate's, well, he's no longer, we'll get into that. His social media is no longer allowed. But prior to that, all his pictures are Bugattis and yachts and Rolexes yeah. things. and things. That's exactly right. Things that young men really, really desire to have. And it's this very superficial lifestyle mm-hmm. that he lives. In what does it. your son think that he, because I like your son is, a, I know your son, good kid. Yeah. Good kid. Let me preface it by saying this, but he's also a young kid. Sure. And they're just fascinated right with in money and things. House. Yeah. Right. Very easily impressionable by these types of people. Right. Right. So he has essentially seen through it yeah. and we'll kind of get into at the end, his latest endeavor that really kind of has been a downfall and people are really starting to poke a lot of holes in it okay. and it's kind of ruined what he's tried to build up. But I think in the beginning, he probably listened to a lot of it. 
okay. wouldn't you know be surprised. Yeah, he was on um, the hype train on the front end. Yeah, and I'll even talk about it a little bit in the show. You know, when you ask your kids, "Hey, what are you looking on the iPad?" and they're like, oh, "Nothing, just videos and whatever." You might want to double check. Odds are, this might be some of the shit they're looking mm-hmm. at. Like I said in the intro, he was Googled more times than Donald Trump, and Kim yeah. Kardashian this summer. That's I feel pretty insane. good. It is pretty nuts, but I do feel pretty good with my son because I've heard him all week on his iPad, and all he's been listening to is nothing but Weird Al Yankovic songs nice. <laughs> all oh, fucking yeah. week. Not a joke. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, no, I can't be. My daughter is like kind of like the opposite. She looks guilty as hell. Like I'll come into the room and she'll have her iPad and she'll like slam it down real quick. I'll be like, hey, what are you watching? She's like, oh, just, you know, YouTube videos. I'm like, give me your iPad. Mm-hmm. And I pull it up and it's like Care Bears and stuff yeah. like that. She's just, just like knee jerk reaction right. just to throw it to, down. To hide whatever it is you're looking ah! at. Hey, but yeah. I'd rather that than uh, finding yeah. Andrew Tate on her. Yeah, no, iPad. for sure. So and, and to kind of give people a brief, just 30,000 foot overview of like why this guy's on the show, who the hell he is. Think of, again, this Instagram famous guy who has these ultra macho views in a platform like social media and kind of an army of followers. Yeah. Read misogynist, maybe misogynist. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He, he talks about like women as property, things like that. There was one quote that I heard him talk about where he was like, if you're if you're dating a girl and she is on OnlyFans, she has to pay you a percentage of that because her private parts belong to you. And if she's shown them to the world, then she owes you a cut of her OnlyFans. Yeah. Man, I scored this guy way too low. So that, that's the kind of shit, right? Okay. So anyway, yeah, I did. I think of, you know, because he does have a martial arts background. So I think he's a blend of Steven Seagal okay. and Dan Bilzerian. Oh, yeah. That's Good. a great comparison. Yeah. Actually, so I, I thought about that a little bit before. Sounds so. like there's a rape lurking around there somewhere. Eh, we'll see. All right. Depends on what you can get them to say and not say. So a pre-show, I've got him at a 6.0 to start off with. Right with Steven Seagal, 6.0. All right. With a 5.5 from Mikey, a 6.25 from Buddy, and a 6.0 from Randy, Andrew Tate's pre-show asshole score is a 5.92. All right, 5.92. Interesting. Puts him literally one tick above Mike Tyson, who came in at a 5.91. And just below, Steven Seagal at a hey. 6.0. Hey, he's right in there with all the fighters. Pre show. Right in there, huh? Interesting. You know, I'd love to see Mike Tyson just rip this guy's head off. Oh, that'd be, be fun a while. The guy's a decent fighter. Anyway. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to dive into the world of Andrew Tate? I am ready. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's bring this douchebag to court. Emery Andrew Tate III was born on December 14th, 1986 as the oldest of three children to father Emery Tate Jr., a master chess player, and mother Eileen. So normally, we'll go through the lives of our courtroom contestants to talk about their early years and how they may have formed their later behaviors. Well, in the case of Andrew Tate, let's let the man himself tell you about his birth and early years as a kid. Quote, I was born in Washington, D.C. at Walter Reed Army Hospital early one morning, December 1st, 1986. The doctor wanted to award me a perfect 10 on the birth scale, but settled on a 9.5. Two weeks overdue, I was nose-breathing already as the doctor held me upside down by my heels and my right fist was inside my mouth as I suckled. The doctor pinched my thigh to get a response and I growled, knitting my brow and trying to crane my head up to see who had attacked me. The doctor paled, shocked at my defensive powers. I did not cry. I never learned to cry for attention, only used grunts to indicate hunger or discomfort, but mostly I was silent. I had a large, new crib, but most every night I spent asleep on my dad's chest. He would place me there and sleep still, never moving in the night, and our heartbeats were and are as one. I learned to defend myself as soon as I could walk. Long before my first punch into a pillow, I learned balance, how to step backward after being pushed gently in the chest. 
Dad made a game of it, a game which ended with a savage shove across the living room, sending me into a dramatic backpedal. I stopped myself with my head one inch from cracking into the far wall. That was the final test. Okay, so the score is going up really quick. <laughs> also, uh, his dad was... Uh, I, I, there's a Dexy's Midnight Runner joke in there. His mom's name's Eileen, and he obviously didn't come on Eileen. He came in Eileen. <laughs> came in Eileen. I, yeah. And then Andrew, Andrew, baby. Yeah. Andrew Tate is real mean. <laughs> Dude. That's, I mean, that it's that guy can't be fucking real. This has to be performance art. This is Shia LaBeouf as performance uh, as art a, right here. Yeah. Well, that goes into Dan Bilzarian. You know, it's just kind of like you have this image that you're portraying online. And I don't know if this is what it is, you know, like in real life. But but think about it, man. Some super influenceable kid reads that, knows that it is not real. You would hope not. But like maybe tiny facets, they think, oh, Maybe he did growl. You know, like some stupid little part. Like, yeah. And I didn't know there was a fucking score when you were born. Now I want to know what mine was. You know what I mean? There's a 10-point score. There's like judges like, this baby's a solid 10. They're holding him up like a bluefin tuna, like one of those Tokyo fucking fish moms. I feel like I'd probably come in at like 7.5. I... I was I a big know. boy. I was ten pounder. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they, they were like you. Probably, size alone, they were giving you a massive score. I don't know if that might have worked against me. No, no. Just because that's 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 crazy. Healthy. That's healthy. You that's know what I mean? Extremely healthy. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's why I almost feel like they like told like he looked at his birth certificate and saw 9.5 ounces and was like, I'm a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. They're like, no, that's your weight, dumbass. And he's like, no, I'm a 9.5 out of 10. No, I've got to, I've got to look this up. I don't know. But all right, let's let's continue. Yes. I hate him already. All right. So and his story does continue. He says at age four, I took second place in the county wrestling championship for kindergartners. And mom swears that I would have won if dad had been there to shout instructions on how to finish. Dad was working minimum wage jobs overtime since his military career had ended. Both mom and dad worked so that we could survive. That's what all parents do? Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Things became so hard that we decided to go to England to try life there, only minus dad. So by age 11, I was the man of the house with a younger brother and sister plus mom to look after. Hold it's, on. Where's this guy from originally? Born in Washington, Washington D.C. And mom just decided to go to... Mom was British, took the uh, kids, Okay, left. she's British. Okay. Yep, yep. Nigel's gonna fuck Eileen, man. <laughs> as soon as I was old enough, I got a job moving 80-pound boxes of frozen fish into the market at 5 a.m., then a full day of school. Weekends found me at the market stall where I perfected my knife skills, flawlessly filleting fish at blinding speeds. After some time, I never cut my hands at all, not even a nick. I learned to play drums. That was literally the next sentence. Yeah. It was like, I never cut my hands. <laughs> I learned to play drums. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? But I figured I'd throw it in there. God, this is unbearable. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll get, I'll finish his version yeah, yeah, and we'll yeah. kind of go back and recap okay. here. While growing up in Luton, raised by a single mother, we endured a lot of teasing because of our American accents. I learned to talk smarter than the bullies and never raised my fists. When my younger brother beat up the school bully, the boy's mother came rushing to our house to confront our mom. To our surprise, she thanked our family for finally putting the bully in his proper place. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Unlike some great fighters, I've never been in a pub fight or a brawl. I've never struck a person in anger. Okay. I do not believe that for one second. So that is... Uh, well, he doesn't Tate's... consider women to be people. So <laughs> <laughs> that is his version of uh, his upbringing. And yeah. um, hate yeah. it. Hate it. Hated it. So the general gist of what Tate talked about is true. He was born in Washington, D.C. Okay. Whether or not his Zeus-like tale of birth is accurate, well, yeah. I think we know the case... 
uh, there. I'm going to I'm going to look it up. If there's a <laughs> if there's a baby score and I will fucking find mine and I will talk about it on the next show. <laughs> Like I mentioned before, Tate's father, Emery, was a master chess player, winning over 80 matches against grandmasters. Tate won the United States Armed Forces Chess Championship five times. He won the Indiana State Championship six times and was inducted into the Indiana State Chess Hall of Fame in 2005. I I mean, there was such a thing. but I I was going to say, the the powerhouse of the chess globe is Indiana (laughs) and the military, enlisted military. He was like, I beat Magnus Carlsen at age four. Yeah. You know, he's the world's strongest man. That's, <laughs> no. Mag- or is Magnus for Magnuson? No. Magnus it's- for Magnuson is one of the strongest men. Magnus Carlsen is a chess chess player. The best chess player in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was Gary Kasparov. And Magnum P.I. is also <laughs> a great chess player who Andrew Tate himself beat in Hawaii at the All Hawaii Nationals in 1984 before he was even born. <laughs> Well, his dad did win the Alabama State Chess Championship in 2010. Man, it's Bush League shit, homie. Indiana and Alabama. Come on now. Fellow Air Force veteran and 2003 U.S. Armed Forces Chess Champion Leroy Hill said all the players had street names. Emery was extraterrestrial because we thought his play was out of this world. Dang, cool. But the dream of having your oldest son follow in your footsteps was not to be for Papa Tate. You see, he did teach young Andrew to play chess. And Andrew actually became quite good by the age of five. When they entered Andrew into an adult tournament, well, things didn't go so well. And unsurprisingly, the five-year-old got his ass handed to him in a tournament with adults (laughs) and proceeded to throw a temper tantrum. Yes. They thought he thought he was going to be over there Bobby Fisher in everybody's (laughs) ass. Instead, he got fucking served up by a bunch of yokels in Alabama. Little bitch. Against in Alabama. Uh, his dad pulled him out of the tournament, and that was pretty much the end of that dream. He still plays a lot of chess and apparently is pretty damn good, but not doesn't play. I hate I honestly hate how chess is like a uh, replacement for like shorthand for intelligence. Automatically, <laughs> like, how smart are you? Oh, you have to be good at chess. I'm like, it doesn't. No, dude, yeah. it's not. It's maybe obviously there's some skill to the game. Sure. But if you're good at chess. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're the smartest man yeah. on the planet. No, yeah. not at all. Nah. I mean, like you're you're memorizing moves constantly, all right? And you're so you're thinking three steps down the line, but I mean it's all just pre programmed and really through root memorization. Uh, it's just dedication yeah. and root memorization. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Or not anybody, but just, a lot of people can. You just have a fascination into a hobby, dude. That's yeah. what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. You're no different than the guy that's bold like three three hundreds, okay? <laughs> I look at you guys on the same level. But I'll be honest, when I was five, I was just trying to run to the right base after hitting the ball off the tee. Right. So I'll give him a little credit for the chess deal there. Get uh, his shit kicked in by an adult and then thrown <laughs> no, a temper tantrum? playing in an adult tournament. It's like uh, professional boxers. I could be a professional boxer tomorrow. Doesn't mean my record won't That's be 0-20 with That's 19 true. knockouts and I have CTE in a matter of 10 years. But being a chess master doesn't necessarily afford you a life of luxury. Or from what I could tell from Emery Tate's story, even the ability to not work two jobs just to make ends meet. Andrew's parents struggled to stay together, and Eileen wound up taking the kids and herself back to her native Luton, England, around the time he was five or six years old. While Andrew did tell the tale about being bullied for his American accent, one thing we do know is that he and his brother were enrolled in self-defense classes at an early age. As Andrew learned to throw a punch, another Paul Bunyan-type tale has been told many times by Tate. Here we go. The story goes like this. Andrew and his brother were at the fair one day when they stood and watched a group of men attempt to punch a bag hard enough to make the bell ring at the top of the pole. Andrew told the men that he could make the bell ring, and they all laughed at him and told him they would give him a pound if he could do it. Well, he made the bell ring. 
And then he made the bell ring several more times, every time taking money off the grown men watching. How old is he at this point? Uh, he said he was around 11. 11, and the grown men couldn't ring the bell, but he could. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Even if it's true, then fuck this guy. <laughs> God. I'm like picturing his brother like throwing rocks up at it like as <laughs> yeah, he's punching right? it yeah. or something like something that. Like a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> just ding, ping, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Who are the people falling for this shit? Who is like, like listening to this 16 year old, 16 year old boys. boys? Even at 16, I'd have been like, fuck this guy. I swear to God. But there was plenty of people in our class that would have been like, damn, he's so cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Especially some of the people we went to school with. As Andrew continued to train in martial arts as a teen, he was showing a good amount of potential. Around 2005, he was introduced to a local coach, Amir Subasik, to help him step up his game even more. Subasik is legit. He's a Bosnian Special Forces veteran that has four UFC fights under his belt. He is considered a master of multiple disciplines of martial arts. He owns a gym in Luton named Storm Gym, where Andrew started to train. I don't know what this guy looks like, but I know what his fucking ears look like. Oh, man. <laughs> he looks Eastern European and just tough. You yeah. Know? He's yeah. like the Eastern European Mr. Clean. Uh, with, with cauliflower ear. That's <laughs> Yeah. There is one positive thing that we can say about Tate for sure, and it's that the dude could fucking fight. He fought at around 180 pounds for most of his career and wound up being a four-time world champion, including two-time ISKA championships at two different weight classes. ISKA is International Something Kickboxing Association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, dude okay. was a fucking badass kickboxer, dude man. Could do four-time it. world champion. All right. Hey, credit where credit's due. So then the question is, like, is he able to launch all of this if he isn't a kickboxer? So he didn't get rich kickboxing. No, but all. is he able to generate all this attention without mm. the kickboxing? I think he builds you know, a brand this way. It starts yeah. a little bit. It does start a little bit. So it's not uncommon to see successful fighters come across as brash, arrogant douchebags. But Tate took this on full boat. Do you think the success got to his head? Well, he thought he was good enough to start his own fighting system called Tate Shinkai. <laughs> Here's Tate in his own words describing the discipline. Budokai was a nice fit with the styles I brought for my use. So Budokai was the style he learned from his trainer. Bukaki? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something like a Super Saiyan. Budokai! Yeah. And all forms were incorporated into Tate Shinkai. For the first time, people have seen a fighter who does not hold his hands high at all times, who rarely uses the turtle as a stance. Relying on superior speed and power allows for forms too risky for average fighters to even attempt. Oh, so he's got like the supreme style, but only for the super supreme fighters. Like, That's right. You can't be a, a regular dude to learn this. You have to be Roy Jones level. Elite. Speed. Strike like a cobra. So this description sounds like a bunch of hype with no real subject matter or meaning, right? Well, as we'll see, this will become the template of bullshit that Tate will incorporate into a business venture later in life. Anyway, he won his last championship in 2013. And to give him credit, he wound up retiring for fighting after getting injured too badly. So okay. he, got, he got hurt and he retired and he yeah. didn't wind up. They say how he got injured. Uh, it was like a knee or something. Okay. I, I don't really remember how, why he stopped, but yeah. so and you uh, hear that with people in sports all the time. Yeah. You know, they think that they're, you know, they have a long career ahead of them and nope. you know, you got to know when to hang it up. It's, it's important, man. You, especially in the fighting world. I was about to say, and it's they, dangerous, they're, they're always the ones that don't. Yeah. Combat sports for some reason. Boxers, especially man. They I just got one more in me. Like, dude, you're 50. Stop, yeah. man. Sometimes they have to do it for the money. Cause it's, you yeah. know, I don't know. You get a whole entourage, a team with you, and I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, okay. Hey, like I said, dude's, dude's respectable. Four titles. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 2016, Tate was done fighting and looking to start the next chapter in life. So what does a fit, studly, financially stable, but not loaded yet dude do to try to make a name for himself? Gay porn. 
Go on a reality TV show, of course. Okay. Of course. Tate made the cut to be on Big Brother UK, but his stint on the show only lasted six days after a video surfaced online. The video appeared to show him beating a woman with a belt, calling her a whore, and telling her to count her bruises. Ah, uh, see? See, I knew he hit a woman that didn't consider her a person. Andrew claims that the woman in the video had consented to this, and that it was role play, and that he's still friends with her. Andrew also added that he was using a felt belt, which makes noise but doesn't hurt. In a statement he made on Facebook, he said, They cut out all the sound because she's laughing in the video, and they cut off the end of the video where she gets the belt and hits me back, and we're both laughing. What bullshit. It was 2012, and we were having a laugh. I did see where, I forget what, like, Andrew Schultz, the comedian, has a podcast where he has a bunch of his friends on there and him and joe rogan and a couple people were talking about Mm -hmm. this and the girl actually came forward and said yes i consented to all this Mm -hmm. this is this is what we do to get our rocks off you know so i mean like in that context yeah all right you know if that's what you like to do behind closed doors i don't have any problem with it two consenting adults that's okay yeah but it's a bad look it's a weird look still sure but still whatever you want to do that's cool but the problem was i think that he ended up posting this video or it was getting released without that context to it mm-hmm. he was using it more as like inflammatory like because he knew that he was going to get like mileage and tread off of it and mm-hmm. putting that out there for for anybody to see let alone you know that young kids are watching this and are thinking that that's cool or mm-hmm. like trying to pass it off as cool that's fucked up man yeah yeah Strange. either way he got kicked off the show in pretty short order so what's a dude to do after the fighting career is over you're booted off the tv show you were hoping to make your big break on Gay porn. It's time to evaluate your life. It's time to look deep into your soul and see what your true desire is. How can you make a difference in the world? What's your true passion? Well, Tate looked deep into his soul and decided that his gift to the world would be to the start an empire of scams to fund the lavish lifestyle he dreamed of. Genius. The business that really got Tate and his brother Tristan extremely wealthy was the adult webcam business. So I listened to the story that Andrew told about how he and his brother got started in the business and how they got the first batch of girls to come work for him. So he said he was fighting all over the world, had fights, you know, he fighting all different countries all over the world, and in different cities, he had girlfriends everywhere. Um, he said he was in his apartment, he was broke. He was trying to learn about different, like, investments and money, and what is money, and kind of, you know, thinking of, trying to think outside the box of what his next move was going to be, right? Okay. So, while he's doing all this research, Kept getting pop-up screens for webcam girls. Mm-hmm. Click here, talk to this girl. Click here, talk to this girl. He's like, fucking Jesus Christ. He finally clicks on some, and he starts looking, and he's realizing. <laughs> what investment sites is he going to? <laughs> Investopedia. He's on there, like, I'm for real. Like, but, fucking barons. Yeah. They're just like, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, he, he, he kind of understands how the whole thing works. And he's like, this is it, man. I can get girls. I can do this. I have a, the internet. I have computers. I have a phone. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's called pimping. It has been around for thousands of years. Digital pimping. Yeah. Yep. So what he did was he flew all the girlfriends in and told them they're all going to go to work for him. They're going to scam dudes in these chat rooms and get fucking rich doing it. He said none of the girls knew about each other. And when they were all in the same room, it was a fucking huge argument. A fight broke out. Da, 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 da. All the dust settles. Two of the girls stayed, and they were his first two employees. Okay. When asked if what they thought they were doing was right, I found a good article that explained what the Tate brothers thought about it all. The brothers admitted their business is a total scam, but said the authorities cannot stop them. In their prime, the brothers claimed to have run a studio where 75 lingerie-clad models take calls from fans paying $4 a minute. 
Customers can ask for private shows and pay tips at their own risk. Tristan, his brother, says one man handed over his 20,000 pound inheritance while others have run up huge debts. Some of their customers fall for the belief that they can have a real relationship with the women they see on screen. Tale as old as time. Yep. But Tristan brazenly told the Sunday Mirror, a London paper, it's all a big scam and bragged he doesn't feel any guilt because no one cares and it's their problem, not mine. Hmm. Around 2019, the brothers moved to Romania, saying the UK had gone downhill. But, yeah, yes. Right. Romania is definitely the, the cutting edge of... <laughs> the laws in Romania are much more loose yeah. than in uh, Great Britain. So there they have women on a number of CD sites. Operators take a 40% cut and the rest goes to the studio. So the girls get 40%, the studio gets 60 Okay. The more customers hand over, the more models earn. Some women will claim to have crippling student debt, a family member in need of private health care, or a dream of moving to the UK, sometimes even telling men that they want to meet them. Whatever the excuse is, it's a lie, Tristan said. He believes he is beyond the reach of authorities because of two lines in the terms and conditions. He said, one is broadcasting is for entertainment purposes only. That means if a model says she has a sick dog or a sick grandma, it doesn't have to be true. The next is that all cash given to models is a voluntary sign of gratitude for their time broadcasting. Lawyer Paul Hampson, owner of CEL Solicitors in Liverpool, said UK laws haven't kept up with technology, which allows constant communication and instant access to online banking. Of the TNC's claim, he said, if they're implying different things and it's beyond the scope of that online contact, that's not okay. A term of a contract that has to be fair, you can't just have a unilateral term in there to say, everything we do is fine. Andrew said one model they took to Bucharest used the name Chloe. Viewers were told she was in London, making her seem more attainable to UK men. Andrew added $4 a minute to keep her company was a good deal. However, she made her real money because men fell in love with her and believed her fake story and tipped her thousands to keep her attention and stop other men from seeing her. Even when the face of the personality was sleeping, our girls behind the scenes would use Chloe's phone and constantly work on the relationships with their, quote, boyfriends. Does that mean like they're talking to them like instead of on text, doing face to face texts and messaging? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything not FaceTime. Yeah. They got a team of people. And sure. I, I watched a podcast with them talk about it. They trained the people to mm -hmm. work the messages. Bleed um, them dry. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, this is something that's gone on for years. It's just like this happens with strip clubs. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows somebody that fell in love with a stripper and you try to explain to them. They don't want to believe they it. don't. <laughs> They don't. And they don't. They don't want to believe This is different, you. man. This. I mean, did yeah. you see the way that she spent so much time with me? Yeah, I took her out shopping last week, and then it, we had a great time. And then I bought her all this shit. And then she, you know, she's just trying to get out of out of a bad relationship. It's it's. I just there's so many fucking suckers out there, yeah, dude. Yeah. The Tristan said it's a total scam. The model is just seeing their hands on a keyboard that isn't even plugged in. I have real professionals who are fluent in English behind the scenes, getting men hooked, finding out their interests, the name of their dog, everything. A guy will come in line, they'll say, how sparky. It's an operation of professionals who lure these men in. Tristan said 80% of the money earned by British models came from men in the UK. But if a model is Slovakian, 80% of the money comes from American men. I can see that. He said he once tried to stop a man from spending £20,000 inheritance on Chloe, but gave up when the customer came back weeks later and gave the money to another woman. He said, men will give all they have. I've seen men sell cars, TVs. With Chloe, this guy's grandma passed away, and they were waiting for the sale of the house. When the house was sold, he'd get 20,000 pounds and promised it to Chloe to pay for her fake financial problem. We had this guy's phone number. I was only a year into the industry. I called the guy. I said, hello. 
My name is Andrew Tate. I know you used MyFreeCams.com. Let me tell you, Chloe works at a studio I own. Financially, she's fine. Keep your 20,000 pounds. I gave him this advice. He thanked me. He deleted his username from the site. But weeks later, the man visited another site, and Andrew told the staff, take him for everything he's got. So he's responsible for MyFreeCams.com? MyFreeCams.com. I know of one site like that was something that was pumped out like hardcore. I remember like some of the comedy, you know, like laugh websites I would mm-hmm. go to. And that was always what they would try to link you over to was mm. myfreecams.com. There you go. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So he felt bad for this one poor sap, but yeah. everybody else can fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even the guy said, oh, thanks. Yep. And then he came back just because he couldn't stay away. And they said, fuck and take all his money. Yeah. Strange, man. Hands up! Give me all your money! Well, enough money for a cheeseburger from the value menu, at least. We are now live on Patreon. Find us there at AHC Podcast to get all the latest episodes of Conspiracy Court, ad-free shows, shout-outs, stickers, and a whole lot more. It would be a crime if you didn't. Big thanks to all of our fans, and we appreciate all your support. Let's dive back into the action. Tristan said they run a legitimate business, and if they abuse it, it's their problem. He added, the addiction in terms of a beautiful woman you might think be in love with you, that addiction is very real. I've seen it crush them. They've turned violent and angry when they run out of money and realize models aren't going to move to Utah to be with them in their trailer. I think that this plays a lot into his, like, uh, his misogyny, probably going forward, because he has, like, an absolute disgust for his customer base. Right. And senses that they're, like, pathetic because it's just like, oh, like, you guys are such fucking losers. And, they, like, that these women can get you to do whatever you want. Like, I'll never allow that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, like, you would think that. But I've heard this guy make comments like, um, I will not administer CPR unless you're a hot female. Like, <laughs> so, like... Like you can't. It's terrible, man. That's like, how stupid yeah. is that? That's like he said, I will not administer CPR man. unless you're a hot female. And like, he, like it's just like a lot of the vile, stupid shit that spills out of this guy's mouth. Yeah, I. It's got to be performance. Yeah, I, I just can't believe someone is like, is really like this. All in all, the brothers' webcam companies have made them extremely wealthy, mm-hmm. reportedly upwards of a hundred and fifty million dollars. God, jeez. Yep. Yeah, if you look Andrew Tate's net worth, it'll show about 150. Jeez. 150 million, huh? 150 million bucks. All right. Well, yeah. good for him, I guess. Yep. The young, brash brothers lived a life that most every young, impressionable kid with a cell phone and Instagram dreamed of. Driveways full of supercars, luxury houses, private jets, expensive suits, the most beautiful women you could imagine. And they put not only their possessions on social media, but also their unfiltered thoughts. There's one thing we all know about the internet, that once it's there, it's there forever. And we'll be having a completely different conversation right now if the message he was trying to spread was somewhat positive. So let's run through why this guy is in our courtroom and why he's become one of the biggest internet villains in recent history. Okay. Following the Me Too movement that came out of the Harvey Weinstein scandal in 2017, Andrew commented on Twitter what he thought constituted as harassment. He said, sexual harassment is disgusting and excusable and inexcusable, sorry, However, a man looking at you or whistling at you or asking your name isn't harassment. Continuing, he said, Women have been exchanging sex for opportunity for a very long time. Some did this, weren't abused. If you put yourself in a position to be raped, you must bear some responsibility. Okay. Yowch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, 
asking someone's name, not necessarily harassment, maybe continuing to ask their name shit. I feel like whistling at somebody, though, that's immediately crossing the <laughs> a line. A bit of a cat that's call. Like a that's cat, cat call. calling right yeah. there. Woo! The butt on that! <laughs> Woo! I can do that. Shut yeah. up. There's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. just like me saying hi. No, it's not. It's you're making somebody else uncomfortable. Yes. It never works. Anyways, you look like a fucking idiot. I did see a video and, it, you know, it could have been made up, but it was a real where, you know, this girl's like, watch, I'm going to walk down the street. I'm going to get cat called. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she starts walking down the street and some dude's like, hey, babe. And she walks right up to the car. She's like, all right, let's do this. Pull out your fucking dick. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, well, what? He's like, she's like, yeah, pull out your fucking dick. That's what you're trying to do here. Right. And he's like, uh, no, uh. She's like, yeah, just what I thought, and like walks off. It's a dangerous yeah. game. Yeah. That motherfucker might be ready to pull a dick out. <laughs> you know, you just don't know. Yeah. I'd say seven out of ten are really to put it ready to pull a dick <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're running yeah. 70%. Hold on, rating. give me a second. Let me just work this thing up here. I wasn't hold on. Yeah. Can you hang out for a second? Get in the car. Hold on. It's fucking horrible. But yeah, it was probably fake anyway. I mean, but, mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I, you, you get the sentiment. Yeah, I, I laughed at it, so yeah, it's probably fake. So. Because it's yeah, it's again the the idea that <laughs> that you're going to get any action out of that is slim to none. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the actual return on that is. Like, how many guys actually do zero end up landing yeah. that <laughs> zero? <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> no, man. Oh, so hot. You know, honestly, uh-huh. you could just be like, hey, yeah, hey, what's your name? Maybe. But even then, there's places that you don't, I mean, honestly, you know. What's that joke where they yell, hey, what's your name? <laughs> Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> what's your name? I can't remember what the other guy's name was. Dude. No, but there's certain places that uh, women don't want to be picked up, man. Yeah. And that's okay. Walking walk down, down the street. street. It's yeah. got to be okay for <laughs> that to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so after that little rant, uh, Andrew got his Twitter account suspended and the tweets were removed. Okay. That same year, Tate made the claim that depression is not a real illness. Needless uh. to say, that didn't go over very well with a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard him make a comment. Uh, if you're the kind of person that needs therapy, you're useless. Okay. Useless. You're useless. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Harsh. A hot take there, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. One fact about- That guy definitely needs therapy- he definitely has a narcissistic personality disorder, dude. Yeah. He also made the comment, uh, have you ever seen a woman try and do anything competently? Mm. Oh, my God. Like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, spews out of his yeah. mouth, and that's what, like, kids are hearing. And then and he's pretty charismatic, and I'll get into this a little bit, but he's he's a good talker. Yeah, he's, And he'll say, you, you read that, right? And it's us reading it. Hearing him speak it, you hear it, and you're like, Wow. You sold that fucked up message fairly yeah. well, you know, like it's packaged it always, in a nice box. It always yeah. starts out with like something that has a hint of truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly and then right. that's then yep. you're like, oh, cool. All right. So they they draw you in because you're like, uh, that's a valid point. It's a it's a tough thing to say, but it's sort of a valid point. And then they slowly drown you. They take you into deeper and deeper waters. And before you know it, you've bought in and you cannot go back. And that's that's what happens all the time. Same thing with like Jordan Peterson and guys like that, dude. It's the same shit. One fact about Tate that surprises people is that he lives most of the year in Romania. Tate has given many reasons for why he chose to move from the UK to Eastern Europe. Often his answers speak to something many on both the right and left feel, that governments are corrupt and countries are full of corporate greed and corruption. In Romania, Tate believes while it is corrupt, anyone can take part in the corruption. I like Eastern Europe as a whole because corruption is far more accessible, said Tate while adding how he enjoys being able to buy off cops and other law enforcement officials so that they do not infringe on his business operations and personal habits. I was about to say, if he's talking, 
I okay, that's a fair take, I guess. But because I was like, uh, their corruption levels are like through the roof. Right. He was man. like, yeah, I'm yeah, all in on it. What does he think? He's like a little Pablo Escobar over it's there. Much cheaper, you know, it's like a, but paying off everybody. Well, and if you got, think about it, like when you go to Mexico and stuff like that, sometimes that you pay some money to cops leave you alone. You're engaging in corruption. Yeah. You're part of the thing. It's much cheaper in those places. It's much more expensive to do it in the States and in Western Europe. You know, you have to have a lot of money. And even then, there's some risk involved. Right. But if you're over in, uh, you know, Romania and something like that, it's much cheaper to buy cops. Yeah. Another reason he's given on the Fellas podcast is based on the failures of Western society. Western society is degraded and corrupt, said Tate, adding that there is something that very much angers me about the Western world. I don't like the way it functions and operates. But. Remember, boys and girls, Romania is part of the Western society. It's both a member of the European Union and NATO. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. All right. So, his thoughts on uh, gender equality. Tate calls himself a feminist and often does so when being attacked for his views on women and gender. We have yet to see anyone push back on this point by asking, for instance, what his definition is of feminism. Mm-hmm. During discussions, Tate often compares women to children or cars to argue that he has the duty to protect the people and objects in his possession. When interviewed by the BFF's podcast, Dave Portnoy told Tate that he believes that while there are plenty of women who would enjoy being in a relationship where a man is filling traditional gender roles, other women view themselves as every bit equal to the man and don't want that sort of relationship. Tate responded by saying that if a woman were to see herself as equal to a man, that she would be the exact kind of woman that I would not want to give my time of day to. Any woman who's going to sit there and think it's more important to argue with me about that she's as capable as a man and everything, as opposed to just sitting there and letting me pay the bill and be pleasant, it's not the kind of woman I want to talk to, said Tate. Yeah, man. this is the kind of, and that was on that same. Uh, That's Dave Portnoy. That's a yeah, huge, from Barstool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was on that same one that uh, he was talking about that if a girl has an OnlyFans and, you know, I'm dating her, I get a percentage of that. And they they were losing their mind on mm-hmm. it, you know, and he's just trying to, you know, solidify this fact. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. stirring the pot, man. And uh, honestly, it's just such a fucking boring conversation in my mind. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the definition of feminism is that they should have equal access to everything that men have. I'm cool with that, you know? Sure. I, obviously, like I said, I... There's there's differences physiologically, like with women and men. Like you don't want a woman to fight a heavyweight male boxer. Like it would not end well. But it doesn't mean that like uh, that they shouldn't have access to everything that we have. That they should be paid equally. That's all good stuff. I'm just like, why this conversation will never go away, will it? It's just there's always gonna be fucking turds like this guy. Yeah, he's gonna fucking stir the pot and then be like just an asshole. Well, that's what I hate about social media in that sense. I mean, like it has the power to be amazing and like cause like movements where like you know like somebody dies in a, in a horrible way and the family doesn't have any money and like all of a sudden they get a, a gofundme mm-hmm. and now they have something that can like put the kids through school and stuff like that there's plenty of like good stories and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i love it when the internet's used for that but then you have douchebags like this that yep. do the complete opposite and just basically rape the internet yeah for any and everything that they can and it's just eh. Well, I, it's funny, I was like, I'm reading this book right now called like How Civil Wars Start, and they have a whole chapter that talks about social media, and like the algorithm itself is uh, built in a way that it, it needs engagement. Like the more engagement you have on something, the more the algorithm like gears you towards that, right? Sure, of course, and yeah. and people get riled up about the shit on both sides. Like some people are like, "Fuck yeah, dude's right," and other people are like, "He's a fucking misogynist." Fuck him. And that's what creates engagement. And it creates this feedback chamber. 
basically this feedback loop where that's because what's people are gonna, talking about it. Yep, it, and it that's jumps up on ratings. It's the engagement, and it's always going to be the controversial takes that get the engagement. Yeah, of course. And like, I don't know how to fix that, but it's a real problem. And this is why Andrew Tate has become like we're talking about Andrew Tate. I didn't know who the fuck this guy was like two years ago. But if, if he was saying like lukewarm shit, like, yeah, like I just said, like, yeah, women should be able to fucking, you know, make the same amount as men. No, you would never no see rage. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. yeah. It's not controversial. So it, does, it doesn't engage that algorithm. So it's just, it sucks. Yeah. I just despise the people that manipulate the system that way. It's uh, uh, the system is built that way, too. You know, I heard I heard a hot take saying that, you know, with TikTok being based out of China, the China is responsible for the algorithm. So when you look at what kids are looking at on TikTok in China, Mm -hmm. it's all like uh, encouraging them to go out there and like boost their self-esteem. It it shows them like like completing tasks. Now they're doing the Kia challenge on uh, TikTok here in America. Have you seen this? No, I've not. The Kia boys? No. Dude, there's a fucking loophole in the Kia, the new Kias. Oh, I've you heard. Can yeah. steal them like oh. so quick. So the challenge is to steal a car. These kids yeah. are called the Kia boys. They put it all over. They've they got masks and everything on, but they go out and just boost a, a brand new Kia in seconds. And that's what's getting posted here in the states and yeah, stuff like that. Go. And like a lot of basically, you know, videos that you laugh at mm. and pranks against your parents and mm. stuff like that. And it's basically the uh, the hot take that I heard was it's, it's been weaponized one hundred percent in yeah. order to create a generation of yeah one hundred percent yeah. That's, I could see it. Tate sees protecting women as his masculine imperative, which begs the question of what women need protection from. If it's men, then it seems this worldview does not make women much safer. The idea that a woman would threaten the masculine imperative by paying a bill or not acting pleasant brings to mind a quote from novelist Margaret Atwood, who I think Mikey has actually used this quote on the show before, who said, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. Yep, it's a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost swear I think you've used that I before. have used it before, yeah. certainly. Yep. So uh, here's another thought. His, uh, his thoughts on comparing women to dogs, children, and objects. Also on the BFF podcast, Tate defended his opinion that women are like dogs and children, saying you can't be responsible for something that doesn't listen to you. You can't be responsible for a dog if it doesn't obey you, a child if it doesn't obey you, or a woman if she doesn't obey you. When the host pushed back, Tate always seems to retreat by saying things like, I love women. In fact, mm-hmm. interesting statistic, 100% of the people that I've had sex with are women. Dang, well, that's some Jesus. fucking legendary comedy <laughs> there, Andrew though? Tate. <laughs> While Tate is riding the wave of internet fame this summer, in April, the Romanian police broke into his compound after they received a tip that a U.S. citizen was being held against her will there. The Uh-oh. allegations went further and alleged that Andrew and his brother Tristan forced the women they were holding into sex work. After the raid, he took to Instagram where he posted a picture in a fake interrogation room smoking a cigar with the caption, Officer, I think we could all agree that bitches love to lie. Uh, oh, Jesus. God, even with the cigar, dude. Yeah. Well, that's like one of his signature moves. Of course the, it is. He's he, always a cigar guy. He has the, he's the type of the dude that, that literally says that he's an alpha male without like any irony to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or he'll like, be- that's where he's like, oh, you know what makes me a fucking male, like a real man smoking cigars and fucking whores? <laughs> You're like, like, God, dude, what happened to you as a child? Your dad abandoned you, son. That's the that's the problem. Yeah. You have a real problem with like dad issues here, my man. He even makes comments like whenever somebody says something, mm-hmm. you know, that's you know, right. You know, he'll mm-hmm. be like, That's the most beta male shit I've ever heard uh, you say in my entire life. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah, like that. He does use the beta fucking male line. nerd, dude. So the investigation into this is ongoing and no charges have been made. 
On their podcast, the two brothers address these claims, laughing at the matter as though it was a joke. Tristan Tate says the actual story of why his house was searched was, a girl had been at a party at my house and her boyfriend saw her Instagram stories. The girl said to her boyfriend that she didn't want to come to the party and we wouldn't let her leave, which is some bullshit excuse. So her boyfriend is obviously one of these believe-all females. She was a hoe. She wasn't even hot. She was ugly. He then calls the fucking police and says my girlfriend's being held against her will by the Tate brothers. The police calls the American embassy, and the next day the police come to our house. That's okay. All right. So, so she's ugly. And well, that what just a fucking petty little. That's stab, what I'm saying. All of know, it is. Like, it's yeah. all just. I fucking hate this guy. God, I hate this guy. Look, bro. This beta male over in the states. He just was jealous that his girl was over at my place. Right. So uh, he called the cops. Fucking beta male. What a fucking tool, man. Oh, God. All right. All so right. Uh, it's not unheard of for someone to have these kinds of views. Douchebags are a dime a dozen. But not all of them have a $100 million bankroll, a huge social media following. And I'll be honest, the guy is a hell of a talker and a very charismatic personality. Psychopaths usually are. Right. I'm sure some of the people that uh, are listening may be going to go check out this guy on YouTube after hearing this. And you'll see the guy is a fucking good snake oil salesman. Mm -hmm. So how is this rubbing off on the hyper macho testosterone filled teenagers of today? Here's one good example. New Zealand based podcast Shit You Should Care About had teachers from an all-boys secondary school write into them explaining how their students see Andrew Tate as an aspirational figure. In the letter, the teacher said the majority of our students, especially the juniors, are obsessed with him and the outlandish views he portrays. The juniors is in like 11th graders? Yeah. Okay. Yep. What's more terrifying is they actually see him as a role model. They're starting to genuinely believe that being successful is synonymous with abusing women. Yeah, that's scary. Like, I mean, if you're starting to imprint that into... You know, because I mean, like you can kind of like parallel it a little bit back to when we were talking about the Fred mm -hmm. Dur and the Fred Durst episode mm -hmm. about how, you know, at Woodstock 99, you know, you had just like all these guys that were just filled with like oh, yeah. testosterone mm -hmm. and just like, show me your titties and like, you know, just starting fights and stuff. <laughs> that wasn't even meant to be funny. But it was just you yelling, show me your titties. Just got me a little bit. Yeah. Well, and you, Cheryl Crow got really pissed off because mm -hmm. that's all they kept on chanting during her show. No, or no, her, her titties aren't even that good. Come on, pick a better one. <laughs> I'm starting to I've just, over here. I've just figured out my new tack I'm taking. I'm not making enough money off our podcast. I need to be Andrew Tate style, make some cash. No, but, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, so, I mean, uh, you kind of parallel it to that. I mean, you've got this whole new generation of guys who are, you know, thinking that it's cool to, I get what I want and, you know, I'm going to go to this party. I'm going to fuck that girl, you know, or I'm going to, you know, do what I need to do. Yeah. I'm going to be the alpha male. And if you're starting to like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's dangerous. The teachers also overheard their students essentially reciting quotes spoken by Tate and taking them on board as views of their own. These include women who are sexually assaulted are asking for it due to what they wear. And some women dress like hookers. And also, if a woman has had abortions already, she loses the right to use the statement, her body, her choice. What? Okay. Yeah, I don't, man, I just don't. I just can't even. I don't even know what to say. But at that's this point. just kind of the rub off. That's kind of the influence he's he's spreading on. Kids. And you got to remember, like that juvenile mindset. Like yeah. we were idiots, like back then. That's like, true. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? We were. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't say with but, any certainty how I thought about things at that time in my mind. I don't think I thought of this like women that way i don't think that i was like thinking that sexual I think, assault i know was okay. i never thought of women that way we yeah, didn't think of no. women that way but we did believe stupid things like uh marilyn manson had a rib removed so he could suck his own dick yeah you know that's, and that's stuff funny. But, it's that's funny. a victimless crime 
I that's the kind of stuff that spewed around our high school like wildfire. Well, that's yeah, that's like some rando thing about a celebrity or whatever. But but the the concept that like oh well she had that sexual assault coming because she wore a skirt is, is yeah. feels different. Yeah, I, don't, you know what I mean? don't feel like that was. It's what? like the rule set is different there or something. I don't know. It's not it's not great. Do you have a show subject you think would be a great fit for asshole court? Hit us up on any of our social media pages and let us know. As you know, we're full of good ideas, and some say we're full of other stuff, but we'd love to hear your ideas as well. Give us a shout, and maybe your subject will wind up in our courtroom. We'll definitely give you a shout-out. Let's dive back into the courtroom. In his most recent money-making endeavor, Tate has introduced Hustlers University. This is probably exactly what you think it is. It's a total bro-centric learning database that will teach you the basics of all the new, hot, entrepreneurial-based professions. Mm. I went to the website to see what it was all about. So, Hustlers University, it's a subscription-based $49.99 a month fee, where up until August 22, members got a substantial commission for recruiting other people to the website through an affiliate marketing scheme. Oh, you, know what that, scheme. you know what that says? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some critics claim that the affiliate marketing scheme effectively functioned as a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So, yeah, huge if You're making shocker. more money because you have to recruit people. Get yeah. the fuck out of there. If you bring 10 friends and they bring 10 friends. Oh, bro, right up front, the top banner pops up. The demand for Hustler University has gone above and beyond any possible expectation. In order to meet demand and keep up with our standards of perfect service and onboarding, we have limited spots per hour. Oh, yes. The old, uh-huh. uh, oh, oh, got to hurry up and get in here. That's limited right. supply. Act now mm-hmm. before supplies are, right. you know. So, th- so then I go into the intro video. Okay. That has zero cohesiveness whatsoever. Okay. Starts off with Tate in the front of a mansion in Dubai with probably Ugh. about 10 supercars parked in the driveway. And I will say the cars are fucking, yeah. they're Ferraris, Bugattis, sure. McLarens, you know, it's. Uh, saying the owners of the cars were all inside, and they were the professors of Hustlers University. In Dubai. This yeah. is what it looks like yeah. when I have a meeting. It then cuts to uh, Tate in a Bugatti dealership talking about Hustlers University, and then he mentions his diamond watch. The video then cuts to a scene of him at a jeweler talking about how 20 of Tate's students in Hustlers University have come to see him to buy his very similar Diamond watches. Oh, so that's once the they in- graduate the program, I send them over there. That's literally the intro video. Is him in a driveway with all these supercars telling you these are the professors. Then it goes to a Bugatti dealership where he talks about here's all the cars you can get. Wait, check this watch out. Yeah. Then it goes to the watch guy that says all the Tate's guys come to me to buy their fucking diamond watches. Every building in the video built with slave labor. <laughs> Fuck Dubai. So, and that's what every teenage boy wants. Like, or a, a lot. Labor. No. Yeah, yes. Probably. I mean, they want the Bugattis. They want yeah. the diamond watches. Sure. They want the, the girls. Right. You know, yeah. that's, that's the currency in their world. And sure. So the highlights of Hustler University include learn high income skills such as cryptocurrency, stocks, copywriting, e-commerce, and freelancing. Wealth creating benefits included in your membership. Access to millionaire mentors. By becoming a member, you'll gain direct access to successful individuals available for messaging, networking, and education. Get detailed feedback on money ideas and add real people to your professional network. Other benefits are community. Peers are just as valuable as mentors. Expanded experts. Ask me anything. Real experts will make themselves available for open-ended Q&A sessions about a range of financial topics. Then you have the Millionaire Book Club. 
Almost every article on Millionaire Habits describe millionaires as readers. Therefore, we'll select a valuable every day and discuss our thoughts as we read it along. Mm, what books did they have? I didn't get that far. Okay. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. God, Robert T. Kiyosaki <laughs> needs to be put under the ground, dude. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Um, and then, and of course, you have the renewal price lock. Order now to lock in the special price. Plus, receive the same great price when your membership auto renews. Once we hit 300,000 members, the membership fee will rise. Okay. And now, now. I'm waiting to hear that these people that paid for this did not get their money's worth. So I didn't invest the $50 to join, but Smart. I did find a ton of reviews about it. You could tell some were written by people that probably work for Hustler University, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of people just ripping on it, right? So I tried to find a review that was pretty level-headed okay. and a fair assessment of what it is, right? All right. All right. So it starts like this. Should you invest in Hustler's University if you want to get into some of the topics covered in the courses? My short answer is no. It's highly unlikely you'll make your money back. And most of the business models take months to set up and are based on out-of-date or wrong information. That means you'll be spending far more than the $50 claimed as it's a monthly subscription, not a one-time fee. There is plenty of free coaching out there that is up-to-date by people actually working in these industries. And almost all the people making money from HU are those actively promoting it to themselves to others rather than from the models inside the course. Likewise, Stock and crypto trading is highly volatile Mm -hmm. and downright dangerous and often illegal to not preface non-financial advice as such. I haven't seen any attempts to do so within those channels. It's more of a hustler university in the sense that they will hustle you. you, Yeah, Mm -hmm. And it's true, though, because, like I said, I got interested in uh, equity investments and stuff like that. All the information is out there for free. You can go look right now on YouTube and see Iswat the Moderon's entire course on valuation. He's the head of valuation for New York University. And it's free. It's free. The right. entire course. You can go learn how to value uh, equities. Like, and, and I'm talking detailed shit. Then you spend 20 extra bucks for the book. You can learn all that shit. You don't have to go to the baller course. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the new trend is that everybody's putting everything online for free because mm-hmm. there's I mean, just because there's so many people out there that they're going to catch the, the business. Yeah, so, you, the ads. you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah, there's all that stuff is out there for free. Through his Hustlers University self-help program, Tate not only earns a huge amount of money from his members' monthly subscription fee, but he also has an army who are spreading his videos online so that they reach a much wider audience. Hustlers University tells its students that comments and controversy generated by the sharing of his videos is a key to success. TikTok is also receiving criticism as a result of the large-scale spread of Andrew Tate's videos because terms of the video-sharing app say counts then impersonate someone else will be banned if the exact opposite appears to be happening. But it looks like the controversy of the way he's operated over the past few years is finally starting to catch up with him. The White Ribbon Campaign, a nonprofit advocating against male-on-female violence, considers Tate's commentary extremely misogynistic and its possible long-term effects on its young male audience concerning Hope Not Hate, an advocacy group campaigning against racism and fascism, has commented that Tate's social media presence might present a dangerous slip road into the far right for his audience. Social media has also taken notice to Tate speech, as it's been called. And as of August 22, Tate was banned from Facebook and Instagram for violating their policies on hate speech and dangerous organizations and individuals. TikTok, where videos featuring his name as a hashtag have been viewed 13 billion times, initially removed an account associated with him, saying that they would investigate the matter further before removing his primary account 
as well as determining that it violated their policies as well. Shortly thereafter, YouTube followed suit, making Twitch as the only social media platform left to host Tate's content. And I think he's been ported over to Rumble as well. There's always going to be one, but Something. you want to be on those main ones. It yeah. is crazy, though, because as a boxing fan, I find myself watching boxing videos on YouTube all the time, which immediately kicks in the algorithm where they're trying to get me to watch guys like Andrew Tate or like Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson. And I'm like, can I just be a boxing fan without having to be like a fucking alt-right dude? You know uh-uh. what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh. no, if you like combat sports, they're like, oh, you definitely are a fascist i'm like no no i'm not (laughs) before tate's accounts were removed from social media he had amassed over 4.6 million instagram followers and nearly 1 million subscribers on youtube additionally tiktok videos tagged with hashtag andrew tate have been viewed more than 14.5 billion times since tate rose to infamy earlier this summer according to the data from the company most recently, footage from various podcast appearances and video clips, the self-proclaimed mogul made himself have been shortened and spread around TikTok as viral fodder, leading to a boost in Tate's global following. Almost all of the viral videos featuring Tate, most of which have been removed, contain comments that could be considered a violation of platform rules for most social media sites. TikTok accounts belonging to teen boys and young men often flood the comments section of Tate-associated videos with Common Tate W., a term used to describe agreement with Tate's remarks or praise for his comments. Common. It's effectively translated to commentate win. What? What Con- the? F- okay, that's like uh, Mega Dittos back when my dad listened to Rush oh, Limbaugh yeah. back in the day. <laughs> Mega, Mega Dittos, Dittos, Rush. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> uh, commentate W. That's there, commentate W. Shorthand. All right. Fucking weird. So if you wonder what your kid is looking at on his iPad, when you ask him and you get an eye roll and a nothing response, odds are... He may have been watching something to do with Andrew Tate this summer. Google Trends data from July 2022 revealed that Andrew Tate was entered into the search engine more times than Kim Kardashian or Donald Trump. While it seems that mom groups all over and social media have had it with Andrew Tate, keep telling teenagers who to not listen to and see what happens. And that, boys, is Andrew Tate. Okay. Man, what a douchebag. Yeah, Yeah. big time. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not at all. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, for not having any research, hope uh, it's a fun show to listen to and learn about. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, like, I wanted to do a deep dive on this guy, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm always interested, you know, with kids that are coming up. You know, Mikey and I have kids that are younger than Randy's, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're only a couple steps away from being in those same mm-hmm. shoes. And so it's, you know, I always like to see who is kind of, in the ears of the youth at this point, and uh, damn, yeah, I can't. I I literally like have a physical, like a physical cringe reaction to guys like this. It's the equivalent of watching like Scott's tots, but it's just not funny at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like the dudes start talking about like alpha and beta and shit like that, and then like as like I don't know, I I invest and stuff like that. I, we've had shows we've talked about it and stuff like that, but some of these crypto bros are total fucking nerds. Yeah, fucking freak shows. I and also dumb as fuck. I just, it's I literally like I was like we we're talking about. It. I was like oh, I, I should research this guy and 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 have something to add to the show. But I just I physically can't do it. I can't. I like having to be around people like this. But like you meet them in in life at bars or stuff like that. if you're hanging out like the fucking dude that's the 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 topper the, Harley the bro, the bro yeah, that's yeah. like oh fucking this you know this is whatever. And they're impossible to hang out. With. Why would I intentionally spend time? With a fucking douche like this guy. But, hey, that's for him. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people like 
Hamilton. I fucking hate it. <laughs> a lot of people like Andrew Tate. <laughs> Each his own. One is definitely like uh, much more toxic than the other one. But um, I second your Hamilton comment. Yeah, we I actually got we one on, probably... on Reddit today. Someone yeah. was like, thank God I'm not the only one that hates Hamilton. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So, uh, yeah, I'm not his target demographic because, you know, my balls have dropped. <laughs> and, I have, and my frontal lobe yeah, is fully developed. developed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like respect my wife. Uh, but, you know, I guess there's people out there that, that, that have... Uh, a different take you on fucking life. beta mikey yeah i know i know and those guys are the ones that are like then they're getting laid it's when it's there it's usually sexual assault or <laughs> borderline groping or so. like what was that uh fucking swimmer or whatever oh or, fuck yeah from stanford yeah. yeah yeah that's that's that that type of guy that's that guy like <laughs> right there oh yeah absolutely man like they're being sold like the secrets to the universe and it's all bullshit yep uh i feel bad for them and they need better male role models in their lives i think andrew tate could have been served better from a better male role model in his life. Sounds bad that he didn't have his father around from a fairly young age while he went over to England and was like doing whatever. I think that plays into it. I think him getting into the webcam shit also made him look at women differently, certainly. Overall, he's a giant fucking tool bag, a douche. Uh, my son, uh, I will not be watching this guy. But with that being said, uh, I'm going to score him at a... Let me see here. It's tough. He didn't kill anybody. But I do feel like there may be some human trafficking involved in here. I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe. a possibility. Maybe. Maybe the girl really did call her boyfriend and all that should happen that way. Or maybe it was like a human trafficking case with those guys that did like, do you hear those guys that did that website Girls Do Porn uh, out of San Diego? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just, they just got sentenced to like decades in prison yeah. because wow. that's human trafficking. Like a lot of people think human trafficking is like just like you know, you put chains on them and take them into a ship and take them across. No, no, no. Human trafficking means that you're you're basically like forcing someone into an uncomfortable situation sexually for your own gain, and they're not totally willing to do it. So I think that there's a very real possibility that this was happening with the webcam stuff as well. But I don't know. Um, I think he's worse than Jenny McCarthy. I think he's worse than Cardi B. I think he's worse than Axl Rose. I think he's up there with uh, Jerry Falwell and with Facebook. So I'm gonna put him at a seven. All right, so 7.0 for Mikey. All right, buddy, what's your final take on Tate? Man, I do not like this guy at no. all. God. I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to sound like a broken record here, but, you know, it's I hate it when people use social media to weaponize it and it has an effect on the youth and especially, like, a vast number of very impressionable youth. Um, you know, we can sit here and look at it and it, we can see right through it. But, you know, like when you're doing this to 16 year old kids and you're probably hoping that these are the kids that are like taking their parents credit cards and paying you with them. Or yeah. you're hoping that they're 18 and that they have their own mommy and daddy credit card and that they're, you know, just emptying their money to you. It's, it's one thing to steal people's money like that's just, you know, a shyster in a way. But when you're implanting into their head, I mean, just vile stuff that they're going to carry for a while, whether it be six months, a year, two years down the road, just the ripple effect that you have in the community to such a negative effect. It's I, I hate it. I always will. And I'm always going to call people out on it. You know, Mikey kind of hit a, a lot of stuff on the head, you know, him not having a father around early on the webcam stuff, you know, all of this stuff kind of plays into his mentality and, you know, he just saw the power of social media and was like, I'm going to get the algorithm to notice me and I'll say whatever I need to say and I'll defend it. He is a very intelligent talker and he can when you're having a debate with him, 
you know, probably 30 years ago, people would have destroyed this guy. But I mean, the way that stuff has just gotten so loose and people are just like coasting now, he just is able to talk circles around a lot of people and people just kind of like write him off and just like, you're, you're a fucking idiot. They just look at him. They're like, who even listens to the stuff that you're spewing? Right. But there are people that are listening and that's what really sucks. So well, he could get called out too. People could put him in his place and point out all sorts of like critical thinking errors and, and issues that he has. But his audience doesn't give a shit. Right. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. That's not going to change anybody's Mm-mm. thoughts. Really. Not, not really. Maybe yeah. people that are on the fence. I don't know. But there's not a lot of those anymore because most people that are engaging are already in a camp. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we have the barometer of about 7.0 is where murder usually happens. But we have had people that have jumped that line uh, a couple of times. You know, we've got Charlie Sheen, Takashi 69 You know, the, these are people that have jumped the 7.0 barrier without killing anybody. Well, Takashi, he put a hit out on somebody. Mm, pretty weak effort, though. Yeah. But, you know, I would kind of c- compare him to like a Don King where he's just saying whatever he wants to say. He's trying to get all the attention onto him and he doesn't care as long as the money's pouring in. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what I can say or I'll say anything and I don't care about the repercussions. So yeah, I'm going to land Andrew Tate at a 7.58 as my final asshole score tying him with Don King. Okay. Right, 7.58. Randy, why don't you bring us on home? brother? All right. So I'm going to keep mine fairly short and sweet. You guys, hit the nail on the head with a lot of stuff, right? This isn't somebody I, I really want my son listening to. His views are fucked up. He's got this platform and army of followers now. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of dangerous in general. It's just kind of a danger to women, you know, sure. to like the general well-being of like good things in society sometimes. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, man. Uh, 17-year-old kids are, just remember what you were like when you were a teenager. I'm not saying all kids are idiots, but most of them are. Let's be real. Like yeah. extremely impressionable. Extremely impressionable. Naive and, and naive. And yes, like everything's very definitive. It's these very extreme views on everything, right? Yeah. You get a dude like this that is able to talk the talk, mm-hmm. show them the all the shit they see, you know, the buildup from TikTok life anyway, Bugattis and supercars and yachts and all this shit. Yeah, because that's the metric. For like intelligence and success, that's it. The seventeen-year-old is how rich are you? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. How many so followers? Like, this guy you figured have? it out. This yeah. guy yeah. figured it out. Absolutely figured it out. And listen to what he's saying. Wow. How many followers women. do you have? Dad? Wow. Women suck. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! I can't believe we, I didn't know that women sucked. So I need to think that to get rich. Like yeah. it's fucking dangerous, dude. Well, and not dangerous. only that, but also they, they. I'm sure they've gotten their heart broken at some point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, then and so they're it, angry. And, and the emotion just, is so high. And it reinforces that sense of like, yeah. oh, you know what? Like, why did I even care? Like, I, 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 the old say, like, don't put the pussy on the pedestal or whatever. Right. That's, that plays into it as well. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I, uh, I do have him a little bit lower. Um, I've got him at a 6.75 as my final score. A 6.75. 6.75. Andrew Tate. All right. With a 7.0 from Mikey. A 7.58 from Buddy and a 6.75 from Randy. Andrew Tate's final asshole score is a 7.11. Ooh, 7.11. Interesting enough. Andrew Tate now lands just above Ted Nugent at 7.1 and just below Lance Armstrong at 7.17. Okay. Oh, wow. So, wow, we're getting that down to the nitty gritty. Our, our mm-hmm. number of shows are growing and our, our scale of folks is. Uh, Getting tighter. I love it. Gives us a better litmus test. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. All of our folks on Patreon, I'm sure if you've received all your stickers by now, hope you're enjoying those. 
and we've got a surprise for all of you next episode. If you are a Patreon subscriber and you still have time over the next couple of weeks to jump in there and get on the list, everybody's going to get a shout out. Next Asshole Court episode, we're going to spend a couple minutes and just give a shout out to all the folks that uh, show their support in a monetary fashion, which fucking rules for us here at AHC Podcast. So, as always, be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court.